second time lucky. Well, hello again. Man, I'm so we say sorry hello again. That. You have to explain why, though. You have to explain why, we, why we're saying hello again on episode one. So basically... <sighs> Oh, I was going to keep it a secret, but first episode, <laughs> the first episode, I realized that I have a bad habit of uh, going, when people speak to me, I just kind of like, yeah, 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 them. And I just kind of skip across what they're saying, like a fucking selfish fucking asshole. See, I don't feel like you do that, but man, I, I spent I see- four hours edit- editing out yeah, yeah, yes. I only got quarter of the way through the fucking podcast and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. We just need to. (laughs) (laughs) I had this, I, it came up in conversation numerous times. I think it's talked about on don't call it a gun, the podcast that I do with Seth, but there's, there's always like something that people say. And for me, there was a time period where I would just be very, and I was kind of in my own, in my own head back in this time of my life. This is, probably even before you and I met. So we're going many, many, many years ago, but everything was followed up with, hmm, that's crazy. Yeah, but crazy. No, it, yeah, <laughs> no, I remember that you used to do that. Yeah, <laughs> when we first met, I remember so I got called out on it numerous times until a point where I'm like, that's, hmm, okay. <laughs> and I, I got to catch myself and edit it in real time yeah. while I was talking. But there's All always- All day, man, all day. If I I've said like yes to someone- something. Uh, there's always, there's always some word that like I say amazing or that's awesome. So do Fantastic. I. They're my two I words. The they're my go-to words. Cause I'm fucking positive motherfucker. You know, that's what's up. <laughs> Let's do this. And, uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to talk all over again, but I get, I get real excited every time we talk. So yeah, let's man, get I to mean, it. This zoom thing. We, yeah, this is a game changer. We I know. do this more often. Like, Absolutely. I got, well, I don't have a job, so I can do it anytime. (laughs) There you go. That's a good, so, so what are you doing with yourself right now, Frank? Who, who are you? What are you doing with yourself right now? Right now, um, we're traveling. Um, I've been a tattooer for 20 years. Uh, I've owned three different shops. Um, just a little prick tattoo, Indicator, (laughs) Illinois, Oakwood tattoo, Indicator, Illinois, and Taylor street tattoo in Chicago for a short time. But I kind of recently walked away from the ownership of the companies and uh, knowing that I can pretty much tattoo wherever, whenever my wife uh, took a job as a traveling nurse and we are on her first assignment in Wisconsin. And how far far is that from your From, from our home, it's five hours, which was kind of going to a colder climate was never something we would have chose to do. But looking at it in the terms of, okay, we're only five hours from home. So if anything happens to the properties or anything happens, I can just run down there and come back and it's not a big deal. I can go down there, do some work and come back. That's so funny. Like it was you that told me, I think we spoke about it on your podcast. Like British people think that 200 miles is far to travel and American people think that 200 years ago is a long time. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Like, fuck. I wouldn't travel five hours to visit my mum. You know I mean? Like, that's fucking fuck. Like, <laughs> she lives, I, I live three hours away from my mum and we go like twice a year. Really? Yeah. Now, nah, five yeah, hours yeah. isn't much. I mean, that's just a day trip there and back. So, um, oh, that's amazing. I'm actually really excited about it, though, because it does give us a chance to test the waters and make sure that it's what we want to be doing, being out on the road. But we're kind of scoping out places that we would like to post up permanently. We don't necessarily want to be in the Midwest forever. And we'll get to that a little bit uh, more. But I want to be someplace where it's a little bit warmer because I do want to be have the opportunity to ride more more months out of the year. Um, But this is a great stepping stone. It's a good first time out the gate. What's that? Legal weed is important. Legal weed is important. It's not legal. And I don't have it up here. No. <laughs> <laughs> now I can drive two hours back over the border and I'm perfectly fine. That's crazy. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I know, and we, we, were, we were speaking before the podcast and you were saying that um, Oregon is like totally Oregon legalized. legalized everything up to like 
hard drugs, heroin, crack, cocaine. Crazy. You can be caught with uh, anything that's not considered. Oh, I'm going to say it wrong and I'll get fact checked. No, no, no. You can, you can have an, a, a solid amount and not have any kind of like legal action taken against yeah. you. It would be more of a, we're going to put you in for treatment. This is yeah. a, this is I mean, a sickness I'm, I'm, you have. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I can't say I'm that I'm really that. Yeah. I can't say I'm really upset with it because um, I went through my phase, man. I've been clean and sober from like hard drugs for a little over a year. I haven't drank in a little over a year and I'm uh, very happy with myself yeah. for making those decisions, but I don't hold it against anybody for what they choose to do with their life. Yeah, exactly. That's their decision. That's their journey. Not mine. People get caught up today. Like, like too much on what other people are doing you know absolutely well i mean we're at everybody's fingertips most of the time you know what i mean all i gotta do is type in your name and i'll find every single thing about you that i want to know as long as it's on wikipedia yeah so exactly you know every and that's why that's a big reason you've come off social media at the moment isn't it just yeah yeah yeah. i just needed a break i needed a break from all the other opinions and uh all the the influencers you know whether yeah yeah whether you like what they influence or don't, you're being influenced. So yeah, definitely. I just had to back away from it and and kind of get regrouped and regrounded and you know uh, find your center, so to speak. You know what I mean? And that's I, totally, I totally get you. Man. I, it's something I've been I've been thinking about doing, and I don't know, man. It's like an addiction. Social media. It's, it's absolute. It's absolutely right. especially addiction. when it comes to business. You know, like you yep. tell you, you know, you tell yourself, like it's kind of like people who fucking I don't know alcoholics that are like, I just need to do it to sleep. It's like yeah, oh, I, ju- I just need social media for business, but really, I, you're feeding your own ego. Always you know? a way to justify yeah. the means. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever yeah. I was a drinker, oh, I just need it because it helps me talk to people, and then I got into cocaine. Well, I just need it because it 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 sobers me up whenever i've been too drunk yeah, yeah i can yeah, drive yeah. better when i'm on coke <laughs> it's a restart but is it is it is that a factual statement maybe in the time but is it is it a great statement a good outlook <laughs> nah, not so much yeah i mean you, you know yeah you want to pass that down to your kids yeah <laughs> and and honestly social media is kind of the same thing you don't necessarily want to look at your kids 10 years from now and realize they've never had to leave the house yeah, they never had to go outside and experience any life because it's all right there at their fingertips. I'm scared and, of my kids finding me on social media or you know looking me up in like 10, 20 years time, and being like, "Wow, what a fucking dick!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought you were I really cool, that. but actually you're a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. I've known you too long. <sighs> yeah, well, how long's it been now? We've known each other so. Five, six years? No, longer. I think longer. I think it's probably yeah. been closer to eight or nine. Right. Man, that's crazy. I think. It doesn't feel that long ago, being both of us being at Elm Street in Dallas and just... I know. What a good time, though, right? And, yeah, oh, man. I miss that place. <laughs> I fucking love Dallas. Everything about it, like, just the place that... Oh, Elm Street, in general, I, I love that shop. I love all the guys there. The food, like, everything. Whataburger. Yeah, man. <laughs> you probably don't have that over there, do you? No, 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 no. You you should start uh what a buffalo burger. Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice one. Cheers, Frank. <laughs> so for, for anyone that doesn't know, um, I went through a bit of a fucking breakdown and ended up getting this farm and buying loads of water buffalo. <laughs> and uh yeah, apparently there's no money to be made. So yeah. Uh... That's too bad. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I don't even eat meat, but I would. I loved it. Yeah, I I I saw that. You do. You're you're vegetarian now. Yeah, pescatarian. I eat some fish. Right. Okay. Do you feel better? Yeah. Yeah. I feel great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel great. Um, because I've been looking the other way. I've been looking at like the carnivore diet. Because I've done that as well. I did that for like seven years, and then one day I was just like, I'm gonna do it different. Yeah, I just didn't like meat cheese i didn't do any right. carbs for seven years Holy and shit. then i went completely opposite and it's all potatoes and bread all the time really I and you feel good and, yeah yeah yeah. i feel oh, like man. i have one uh, slice of white bread and i feel fucking pregnant <laughs> <laughs> bullshit yeah it's just a matter of uh of, of figuring out what your body likes i think yeah and you was a, i mean you were a bodybuilder 
Yeah. Back in the day, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. 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 How old were you then? Oh, man, I was like 19, 20, 19, okay. 20 and 21. Yeah. So it's been four years ago. What? Since no. that? I'm like 30 now. <laughs> <laughs> I like had to like double check myself then. Like, Your am, face I was classic. am I 25? Was... Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> right. So math is hard. <laughs> bikes. Ride shoppers all day. About let's talk about. Yeah, let's talk about some bikes. What are you what are you riding at the moment? What are you working on? Currently, I have um, this custom construction hardtail Sportster. Sportsters are probably my favorite, like the tried and true, get on it, push a button and go motorcycle. I they, totally agree. I, I've always enjoyed them. I've been made fun of my whole adult life for owning them. And I don't give a fuck. That's yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole point of riding choppers is you don't give a fuck. Exactly. Whether it's somebody's you do it opinion, for you. what they like, what they don't like. Your your taste is going to be different than the next guy, and that's the beauty of riding motorcycles. Exactly, you do it for you. I, yeah, I mean it's a pretty selfish thing, but I mean it doesn't fucking. I think hurt it's anyone. okay to be so, selfish on occasion. Yeah, exactly, because who else is going to get the enjoyment out of you riding your motorcycle? Exactly, no one. Exactly, yep, exactly. I um, I mean I I love, you know, I, my dream bike's a knucklehead. You know, I okay, yeah, I I want to build a knucklehead. But I mean, I know it's never, they're never going to, I don't want to say never, sorry. I don't want to upset anyone, but it's most likely not going to be my daily ripper. Like my sportster mm -hmm. is, you know what I mean? My sure. sportster always starts. It, it rarely breaks down, you know, when I look after it, it, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like I a 95% good... chance of it breaking down when I don't look after it. And there's an 85% chance of it breaking down when I do look after it. So <laughs> <laughs> I say I think a sportster is kind of like that prom date. You know, they're just they're just down. They're yeah, ready they're just, to, ready to yeah. go. Yeah, get your dick out. So, yeah, yeah, get your dick out. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a bumper sticker. You can make it. That's all yours, buddy. Get your dick out. Let's <laughs> yeah, ride. Million dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've I mean you've built a lot of bikes. I built a lot. This the one that I'm talking about. This little sporty that I've got now. I did not build it. Um, the, the guy that did build it, uh, by, by way of like three different trades with people, I ended up with his build. He ended right. up with my build, which was a 79 shovel head with a um, right. foot clutch and jockey shift. And, nice. you know, it didn't have a front brake. And it's just an absolute, it was a death trap. Right. Okay. It was, it was kind of a challenge. It, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a challenge to me. Um, yeah. The idea was that we had to build a bike from frame up in three months. Right. And there was about 10 of us that did. And it wasn't, nobody won anything. Yeah. It was just a personal challenge. Can you yeah. do it? Yeah. So we did. And I, I think all of us ended up getting the job completed. Amazing. And we all have these um, little Magneto tattoos on our rib cage, yeah. every one of us. So yeah. uh, that was kind of cool. That was, that That's was the awesome. final goal was getting that matching tattoo. I mean, I, I would think that three months was a short amount of time, like a month ago until mm -hmm. the guy, Stuart Hufton from uh, EA Customs, he, I gave him my sports though, and it was a fucking horrible soft tail thing. And um, I mean, he enjoyed building the thing so much. He, he got the entire thing done in three weeks. Like it was supposed that, to take three that's months. That's insane yeah. to me. I was like, because... yeah, I'll have the money ready after Christmas. It's all good. And he was done in three weeks. Welded, painted, everything. I see guys who are capable of doing that. And those, in my opinion, those are the pros. Those yeah. are the ones that have all the tools. Um, the wizard. I have, I have a friend, um, Jeff Cochran, and he, like, the way his shop is situated, he literally, you watch him make, like, three moves. He turns and grabs yeah. three different things, and he's got a roller set in front of him <laughs> just because everything is, it's insanely beautiful to watch him yeah. do this because it's so smooth. You know, yeah. everything just looks like it's just second nature. And it's just like watching him go for a, a casual walk. Yeah. And he's like, Amazing. man, he just makes it look easy. But that's, you know, for me, when I, when I did the, the three month challenge, it was, um, I had probably built two or three bikes at that point. So I had a yeah. little bit of knowledge, not a ton of knowledge. Yeah. I still, don't do any motor work personally. Right. Like I have friends that do motor work and I have 
friends that do paint work. I don't really paint them anymore because I want a nicer job than what I can yeah. personally accomplish. I think yeah. if I took the time, I could figure it out. But yeah, rattle cans look great in a photo. Exactly. You know, going 45 miles an hour down. I don't know what that is in British, but if you're going 45 yeah, we're, miles we're, an hour we're down. We're the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 45 miles an hour. <laughs> it's in between 40 and 50. <laughs> but uh yeah it's it, they all look good i had one that that the last sportster i had uh it just had a bare frame for the first two years and uh rattle can yeah, red cool. tank and that was yeah. it and i it was functional and it started it was reliable yeah and it was all over the country i had it and by I week i had it up in sturgis yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like um, what did we call Oliver's station? Li like lived in, like his tattoo <laughs> station is lived in, and it's, it's the same with the bike. In. Like, he, yeah. like I just had that sports done. It's all brand new paint and that, but now I've got some nice photos of it. Now I want to ride it and I want it to look lived in. I want it to, yeah. Fucking, you know what I mean? I want to fucking ride it. I don't want to show it off anymore. It's just, yep. That's it. You got that's the photos. It. That's that's what it was all about. Yeah, exactly. You get photos now, and then you ride the piss out of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's when they like when they start getting that little bit of soul from all yeah. the road dings and the potholes and they get a little, you know, scuffy here and there. And it's all know, character. I love it all. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes them beautiful. I, I so, never, no matter how many bikes I collect, I never want them to be sat in the garage being pretty. You know what I mean? I want them yeah. to ride all of them. <laughs> mine i've been able to ride them all and uh, i'm very proud to say that because i've seen so many people that don't yeah they just yeah. sit I mean, on you them had and like nine just... bikes at one time yeah yeah and that was kind of a standard for a long time was i'd rotate them in and out like okay i want to sell this one and i'll buy that yeah donor bike and you know then i got a little bit of money to play with or you know early on um like we had talked before like it was just a matter of begging, borrow and stealing parts and, yeah. and then forcing yourself. Like I had to learn, okay, I, I got to learn how to weld because yeah. I can't be running all over town asking people to tack shit up for me. Yeah. I just have to learn how to do it. And how, I have how to learn how skills? to, uh, pretty terrible. They'll, they'll hold up. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah like, they're strong as fuck. <laughs> they're super strong and not pretty yeah. uh, <laughs> at all. But I mean, that, I, that it's just a matter of what you're going for, you know? Do you, yeah, exactly. And there are people that can make really, really pretty welds that are strong as fuck. I'm not one of them guys or ladies. Who, who was it that you told me about yesterday? You said he didn't. Even uh, my friend Brian it. Elliott from Black Sunshine Custom. He was, um, man, he was a great builder in his day. He's kind of backed off of bike building and gotten yep. more into cannabis growing. Right, and cool. I, I'm so proud Amazing. of him for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, he's... He's been through some some physical ailments um, called Gillian Bray. It's like a disease that kind of paralyzes you, and then he came Shit. back from it. So, Amazing. you know, he it's just a little less impact on him. It's not quite as physical and demanding, but he's enjoying it. So, yeah. But still, one of the best welders, fabricators, painters, awesome. you name it. Like Jack his stuff. Trades. Yeah, but he did everything beautifully. Just. Yeah beautiful I, I encourage everybody to go and check out some of his work if you get oh, definitely it, it's guys like that because like i don't know about you but I, I don't think i'll ever i never make bikes a job because right anything i make a job i you know i, I always end up hating you end it, up you know? hating it yeah. yeah um and so that's one reason i would never do and, and also like there's guys like that that you know they're just putting out such Fucking amazing, beautiful stuff. Like, mm -hmm. there's that, there's no room for me to, you know, to try and fucking. No, keep up, that's you know? not true. And like, that's not true. I mean, like, try, the thought of like learning another trade now after ten years of learning this one, and then, yeah. go, oh man. I just, I don't know. For me, it was more of just uh, another outlet. Not necessarily, yeah. you know. Yeah. There's sometimes I sit down and I just draw. For yeah. fun i didn't used to do that because it was my job and that's how i viewed it like yeah i'm not drawing unless i'm getting paid yeah but now yeah. i sat down just for the sake of drawing because i don't have a line of people waiting to get tattooed and i'm yeah. learning like oh i was actually enjoying that but the payment was just a benefit yeah so if you build a bike for yourself or you design a bike and you turn and sell it and you make a profit 
you have in turn turned it into some sense of a business, whether you like it or not. But exactly. I, I still, I think it's good to get out there and know like where your wiring runs, how your forks work, what, you know what I mean? And it's going to help you establish how you set up your next build or the one after that. Each time you build one and write it, you're like, man, that was nice. But if I could just get those pegs a little bit back or more forward, if I could just get that shifter a little closer yeah. or under my leg, maybe I'd like it better down low. And well, you, you can see that it. in like in your, all of your bikes you've built, you can see that they just get cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. And cleaner. Yeah. A little more yeah. progression. And, and I think that's the, that's the goal. You know what I mean? Especially for a novice builder, somebody like me that doesn't really make any money at it. And I really do rely on my friends a lot. You know, I reach out to them and yeah. whether it's just information or actual physical help, you know what I mean? That, I that's know, like, I don't want to get all soppy, but that's like a beautiful part of it for me. Like I love, yeah. you know, I'm, I'll fucking steal an oil, oil but like a, an oil bag off you and then you'll need something off me next time you're building, you know, like I just, I just Oh yeah. And I, I, I I say, put that good karma out there. If you see yeah. one of your buddies struggling and they need something that you have, yeah. set the money part aside because eventually they're going to come, come back across around. something you need. So just uh, in an effort to get that good karma started, just start handing out little bits and pieces as you can along the way when somebody needs it because yeah. you'll be that guy who's like, man, I just need a tail light. If I could yeah. just find this honeycomb tail light life would be complete yeah and then one of your buddies would go oh i just picked up this honeycomb tail light for 80 bucks that literally like, oh. happened that literally happened to me with the 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 sporty i wanted some white grips but i wanted them to be like fucked up you know i wanted them yeah, to yeah, travel yeah. i didn't want them to be fucking pearly white, white. and the exact same thing happened with a friend of mine luke you know like uh i would go i would talk to him about him you know and and we've we're always lending each other things and helping each other out and I'm like, I just, I want these fucking grips. I can pitch them in my head, but I think I'm going to have to buy some white ones. I'm going to have to fucking kick them around the yard and run them over or something. And he just pulled them out <laughs> of his drawer and he was like, like these. I was like, ah, exactly like <laughs> That's those. the one. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling. Fantastic. So what was your first bike you built? First one I built, um, I bought the donor bike. I'm going to try to try to remember some dates for you. It was probably 1993 or four is yeah. when I bought the donor bike and it was a running chopped XS650 Yamaha, like ah. a 72, 75, right, okay. depending on if you look at the frame or the title or the motor, it's, it could be any of those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> they never really matched, but I, somewhere along the way, somebody had um, like a frame, a molded chopper frame raked hardtailed ready to go and it was just kind of a move the engine over or move all your bits over the wheels the front end yeah. and that became what was going to be my first build was right. the transition of moving all of these donor bike parts to a new frame yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, i did my very first paint job on that bike which was hideous what color like, was i want to build a bike it was kawasaki green <laughs> Uh, yeah. is right frame <laughs> tank fender you name it it was all green oh man and that looks uh, so i wrote it it it's uh i had a few buddies help me out on it we made some really cool pipes had the flappers and all these cool little oh, things awesome. uh, i did a foot clutch on it which i at that time i had never rode and mind you it took me i probably had the bike six or seven years before it was ever rideable right, so right. i kind of little at a time put yeah. a little bit of money and time and effort into it. And then yeah. all at once, like my buddy is like at the final stretch within, I feel like a week, they were like, you're going to finish that. I'm like, Oh man, I'd love to finish it. It's just, I don't yeah. have this or this. And then everybody's like, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, Bring, here's yeah. a bike. So That's what I fucking finished. love it. And yeah. I rode it. Um, maybe two or three years. It was my only bike. And right, then cool. I changed the paint and then I, you know, change the front end. And then it's had a bunch of uh, rebuilds since then. And then I recently just uh, actually gave it away to a, crazy. A, a friend of my son. So how long do you have that then? Like 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. That's almost 20 years. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. The intention, like I, the intention was being, it was my first bike. I was going to pass it on to my son. Right. But the more times we reworked it or the more times I 
cut and hacked and welded. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it just got more and more crooked, a little bit more and more yeah. off, a little more, more and more, more dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the very first time I built it, I didn't understand like lasering down the backbone and finding right. center of the front end or any of this business. I had just started assembling. <laughs> so it, literally, so it, it wasn't until maybe eight years later right. that we finally pulled a plumb bob on it and realized this front end, I always wrote it just like one hand on jockey shift, one yeah. hand pushing against the right handlebar. Right, okay. So the front <laughs> wheel was one and a quarter inch off center to the frame. Inch and a quarter. It's like the whole front was way over here. And I was just kind of like pushing again, but it's just how it rode. I didn't know what yeah. anything else. Yeah. So I rode the piss out of it like that. It's a fucking death trap. Like oh, yeah. like so many people are like, oh God, why would you want to ride that? It's a fucking death yeah. trap. It's like, yeah, I, I know. I know <laughs> that's like, why I don't care how reliable your jet bike is. Uh, well, sorry, <laughs> even though we're talking about jet bike, <laughs> but that's usually the argument. I mean, that there's another like so a lot of people do that. I did that. I I I, I customized, built slash whatever um, a jet bike, and then yeah. but the whole time I wanted a Harley, and then you know yeah. I moved to Harley, and then would you ever go back to a jet bike now? And I'm not I'm not starting a slating thing with I'm just um. I actually, I would. There's, there's yeah. a few that I really like. There was a Honda right, put yeah. out a few. <laughs> Honda <laughs> put out a few bikes that were just, they were built phenomenal. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. The, uh, the shadows and the aces and I, there's a few. They do versions. run forever. They yeah. do, and they handle nice. They're, they're balanced really, really well. Yeah. Like you just, you, you throw a leg over and you just kind of shift your hip and the bike's standing. Yeah. You know, under the Harley, you really. You really like put some effort into it. You get it up on, but that's where you feel like you're on a Harley. Like you're part of it because you're working the thing. Yeah. And on a Japanese built bike or something that's a little bit more streamlined and balanced differently, you know, they just kind of stand up and there's really no effort to them at all. It's like yeah. all the levers are really soft and squishy and just float like clouds. You're like, man, I don't really feel anything. Yeah. So that's, so that's the downside to it is how comfortable it is when you start falling asleep on a motorcycle because you're so comfortable exactly and, you know it's a plus and a minus yeah me and I, me I and clean like, go on. sorry me, me and clean did a ride to born free yeah and I, I, sh I showed up to his house we were going to i got there three days early and we're going to assemble this bike that he had in a shed so we threw a motor in it threw a transmission in it right. started hooking up all the lines kind of ran out of time yeah. kind of dicked off too much <laughs> definitely ran out of time yeah and and who are you talking about right now? you're talking about clean rock one aren't you clean rock oh, one he's a tattooer uh out of uh las vegas uh you a lot of people have probably seen him on like ink master yeah um and he's been a, a, a dear friend of mine for many many years but the, Insane we do tattooing. much less tattooing than we do anything with motorcycles we do a lot yeah. of motorcycle stuff together yeah um, he, he's, coming same... on this, he's coming on this podcast I am so excited for you. You won't really have to talk a lot. He, he can just keep it going. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we get out to Vegas. We're going to ride to Born Free. Yeah. So I don't take a bike. I'm going to just take one of his. He's got an old 77 or 79 shovel head, maybe. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of got this, like, it's all blue. It's FLH style with these tribal flames coming down. I love the bike. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's all hand painted by him. Amazing. So. He jumps on his, his new street glide, right. road glide, it's road glide. And, and it's a nice platform. Like it's real soft and cushy. Now I'm back here on his <laughs> shovel head. He's up there on the road glide. And mind on you, his couch. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and we get to the first stop and it, I don't know, we may have been right an hour or so. Yep. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, I'm wore out, man. That road like about killed me. So the road has all these like little grooves in it, you know, yeah. as part of the texture. But his little tires kind of get in there and like fishtail yeah. in the back end. So I'm really like hanging on, and, and he's just up there like, you know, making and and he's like, 
whoa, man, was that nice or what? I about fell asleep in the first half hour. And my, I'm all disheveled. And I'm like, you what? What do you mean you almost fell asleep? So we ride on, we get out to California and we pull up and it's like raining and it's nasty when we get there. Uh, so I ride the bike most of the time halfway back from the event. He's like, let's go ahead and just switch bikes. I'm like, man, this thing is, it's beating the snot out of me. It's just not. So I get on this new road glide and I'll be God damned if I ain't about falling asleep. Yeah. Now he's up front now and I'm watching him and he's handling this bike like a pro. The one that I just beat the piss out of me for two days. I'm pissing blood because he's his, on it. It's like it is a part of him. It is, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. So he I almost guarantee if you bring that up, he'll say, oh, yeah, right. Fucking hates that bike. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate the bike. I love the bike. But that experience, like the difference in those, they're both Harleys. Yep. 77 to 20. I don't know. I think yep. it's probably a 2017 or 18. Like yep. it's a newer one. But it's so nice. I'm like, I just don't know if I could have one of these. Like, yeah. it's yeah. too nice. I'm still <laughs> used nice to like. Me clicking the bugs out of my teeth and i'm just yeah. now getting used to a street glide a little short fairing that i can peer over yeah you know yeah. and i've never turned the stereo on it it has one but i've never Good. turned it on so i'm not like <laughs> i'm not into the i'm not into the baggers yet no, i'm not no, tiger no. nation frank You've, but you haven't got any wolf t-shirts yet <laughs> <laughs> not yet <laughs> do rags <laughs> i'd like a wolf t-shirt please <laughs> but i mean i mean <laughs> howling at the fucking moon <laughs> <laughs> live to ride ride to live thank you and uh um what was i gonna say fuck you threw me off oh yeah so would you agree that what, what what's the shovel head that that you're talking about then what was it again this one yeah. was an flh shovel head it's clean uh yeah. maybe i think it's a 79 i could be wrong though do you agree that if you both made if you both built the fucking same bike, the Shovelhead FLH 79. He built one, you built one. They would both run differently. They would both, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they absolutely. Like, I love that. You know, that yeah. it, it's he, see, he's very much into, and this is where like designing and building them come into play. But Clean likes to really use high end, top notch parts. He likes right. to, he likes to go for the loud, he likes the fast. Yeah. He wants, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm very much a let's just cruise along. I want to build it back to stock. Yeah. If I ever sell it, I want the next guy to be able to do with whatever he wants. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. if I build a bike and it's 50 over on the heads, there's no room for growth without yeah. a complete rebuild. Yeah. If I build a bike and I go back to stock, you know, jugs and heads yeah. and everything. Well, the next person can do, they can build yeah. it as big as they want. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. that's, that's where our, like, just knowing him that's that's the two ways of him yeah. i differ yeah but i think it's across the board i don't know what that was i think across the board um <laughs> that just reminded me of when you stayed at mine in uh in scotland and somebody <laughs> sh shot the window they did i was like what the fuck does this happen every night <laughs> oh i'm, <laughs> I'm so glad like, what the fuck <laughs> i mean people are like people think you're bullshitting here when I say like where we lived in in just outside Glasgow it was pretty rough, and uh, now they know I'm not fucking lying. You're yeah. sleeping on the couch and you're like someone just <laughs> shot out your window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also remember uh, it really, it really <laughs> struck me as as different the fact that it didn't get dark in Glasgow yeah. at that time of the year. Yeah, it stays light until maybe two or three in the morning. You only yeah, had like crazy. two or three hours of like nighttime. Dark, dark. Yeah, like Alaska yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah but. so yeah that, that, that that's what i love going back to i love that like we could build the same bike but it, yep. you know they'll run totally fucking different even if they look the fucking same even whatever they'll you know i just i love that i, lo I love that that's what gives me fucking joy you know i, I yeah. don't know about you it's just you're building something for you it's a part of you and it, you know ugh, i hate to get all fucking but you know it is like kind of an expression of one's self. You know what I mean? I sure. hate to sound all fucking cliche, but you know, it's fucking true. It is. I mean, and, and you can see like looking through the photos I sent you, how my taste and personality changed 
yeah. along the way. And I think, I think you kind of want to look for that in, in people who build multiple bikes. If they stay the exact same, they're probably not doing much personal growth. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So and I think the same with our job as well with tat- tattooing. You know, like we said it last night. But when you you know you look back, and you're like, "Fuck, I thought I was doing a really good job back then." Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then yeah, the progression, and you know, they get cleaner, they get tighter. You know. Yeah. 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 Have you have you gone through a phase? How long, how long have you been tattooing now? Nearly ten years. years. Ten. ten? Nine. Have you yeah. gone through a phase where you look back and go, "Man." I was tattooing better then than what I feel like I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Have you felt that yet? Yeah. Re- recently. Recently. I, I'm looking at older stuff and I'm trying to place like where I was yeah. mentally. Like where was, yeah. where was I at that I was producing work like that? What was I striving to achieve at that time? Yeah. yeah. But there comes a point when you get uh, comfortable and yeah. complacent and then you're like, ah, doesn't even matter they're just coming to me for my name anyhow they don't even care what it is (laughs) and as long as you've done it clean and you know it's going to last forever and it's not going to change you're like well yeah yeah. and and you know that it's not your your best or it's not your all but you're still like yeah yeah any any of my clients listening to this right now i'm just agreeing with him just Um, agree just just just, i'm just just ignore him just (laughs) 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 no i i've i've felt the yeah definitely definitely i am like germany when I look back at my work in Germany and I look now, but right then I had like unbelievable amount of pressure and, sh- and you know, and the stress. You like, did. From, from yeah. It was, it was a different like kind that. of atmosphere there. Yeah. Uh, it was, it shop. was very like, do your fucking best or get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. Um, it, it was a bit pressing for sure. Yeah. But, um, so you're working privately now. So do you think that do you think that's affecting? Do you think are you do you think that's got anything to do with it? I think it's gonna go well. I think um, it's gonna allow me to just continue moving the way that we are. Yeah. Um, from place to place, kind of a gypsy yeah. lifestyle. But um, I also feel like over the last fifteen or twenty years, I've had an opportunity to establish connections pretty much all over the the U.S. and yeah, the, into you know, even as, as far as coming over and visiting you a couple of times. So it's not beyond the idea of just going in and, and doing uh, shift coverage at different shops yeah. randomly around the, the U.S. And um, I've always done it as guest spots where it was like, hey, I'm going to be coming to this town and uh, accepting tattoos where this is going to be uh, a little bit more on the humble side. We're not expecting people to know that I'm yeah going just kind of like coming there but just randomly coming just, into a street shop yeah. like hey do you guys do walk-in tattoos see that's if another so, thing i miss you know like yeah i'm jealous that you're gonna get that <laughs> i i'm kind of excited about it because i haven't done any most of 2020 i haven't really done any walk-ins yeah um for the last few years yeah that's all i did i wouldn't accept any appointments because i was trying to like do smaller bodies of work not yeah. really stretch out yeah, too I remember. Far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that went well, but it's still like it was just a, a process of me trying to figure out where I was lacking happiness in the field that I chose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's easy to to be complacent, and when you get to a level of um, of whatever industry you're in, to where yeah. you're not having to think about it, it's not keeping you awake at night. You're not hearing the sound of machines like when we were early on in our careers in our yeah. sleep you know what i mean like it was all consuming last thing you and thought of you, when you went to sleep and the first thing you thought of when you wake up absolutely or you you beat yourself up for multiple days at a time over a tattoo that you knew you could have done a little better yeah um you know that kind of kind of sheds after amount of time and you start getting complacent and you i I've think there is a bit of bikes. yeah yeah it, it it translates to both yeah um, but I think there does come a little bit of an ego with it that sometimes maybe we got to check that. And yeah. that's, that's the point that I'm at right now is yeah. putting a, putting a hold on my ego, checking it a little bit and not, not letting my life be ran by yeah. it, by how many likes and shares I get, how many people commenting. When you remove that, it's, it's a real humbling situation, Yeah, you know? And I'm finding outlets like this, like doing our podcast and then coming on your show and doing yours. I'm enjoying that just as much. I'm looking forward to the days that 
I can just share some of the experience and stories that I've collected along the way. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have to be actively doing things all Definitely. the time. I've done lots of things. Yeah. So I'm you know, not I mean, done doing you've been, things you've been traveling. You've been traveling pretty much your whole career, really, haven't you? Most all of it. Yeah. I only had yeah. like two years where early on when I wasn't, I was pretty yeah. well dead set on being at home and learning, you know, yeah, that's same. where I was at. So after that, then I started stretching out and hitting local shows and I'd go further and then I started flying out to them. Yep. Um, but I was doing maybe six shows a year, which I felt was pretty active. Sometimes I'd do more uh, and then throw in a couple of guest spots here and there. And then two years later, adding more shops to that yeah. to where I owned more and I was traveling back and forth to Chicago. Um, yeah. And it just got to be overwhelming and the, the reward did, was did not. Did that shop really have good. anything to do with Rolo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his last last shop yeah, that he worked that's in. What I and it was yeah. it was shortly after he passed that I bought into it. Yeah. Um and needless to say, I, it, it didn't work out for me. Yep. Uh, the shop is still up and running. It's a very well known, it's a great shop. It's yep. wonderful. It's just not my shop anymore. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and now I've started doing a thing like just yesterday, I got with the guys at Oakwood and uh, decided that we could continue to critique each other and work with each other and draw. Yeah. So I sent them, I sent each of the guys just a recent tattoo I had done cool. and just asked for like a, uh, like a Mike Wilson style critique, just mark it all up, draw on it, show me what you would have been different. Yep. Let me see it from a different set of eyes on what the outcome could have been. Yeah. And man, that was, that was a great day for me. I had a really good time with that. I I've recently started doing the same. I, I don't know. If, did you see the Joker portrait that I did? The color portrait of the the Joker. Guy? I haven't. Anyway, I, I so I recently did this color portrait. I haven't done color like that in a long time, and um, it was the first tattoo in a while. I did it, and then I contacted like thirty of my friends around the UK, and I was just like, just give me the fucking most brutal horrible critique possible like you know I, mm -hmm. I want you to tell me the bad points don't tell me the good points you know it's right and it, it fucking helps man it really yeah really it does helps, you know uh and there's a lot of stuff that i think we just kind of look over like yeah. eh, i didn't really notice that little area but when yeah. they started breaking them down and and these guys have been doing an amazing job you know what i mean going from me critiquing them for a number of years to you know, and we, we did yeah. always work well. I was always um, willing to listen to what people had to say and take, yeah. you know, commentary as we were drawing. And that's what I think made us stronger artists was sitting around one table, all of us drawing together. You see, I see the same thing like at uh, Trader Bob's yeah. was really well known for doing that. They had a huge table in the back and we all drew together. Yeah, so awesome. pass the pass the paper, the drawing around. What would you do here? How would I do this? How do I get this little fold and ripple yeah. in here to look nice? See, I, that's uh, that's what I miss. You know, like working privately, like it's that's it, it's this amazing. Is, this but... is what I'm dealing with, and I'm having to figure out how to be creative. Yeah. Also, in the current day and time, how can I be respectful? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, there's some places I'm just not going to cross lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, it, it's a different it's a different time, different era. We have wonderful so technology many people just like going... this that we can yeah. do. So many people are going private now. Like it's, I know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, talk. Let's talk about like, like travel. Like obviously, America. It's, it's you've got so you know, like you were saying about us jumping from country to country. You know, you there, you jump from state to state. You know, mm -hmm. what, what's the furthest you've you've ridden on a on a chop? Um, North Carolina. For, well, it's it's about a nine hundred mile ride from Illinois to North right. Carolina. I think I'd have to, I'd have to look at that. I could. So did you do that in two that. days or? Typically the event was called the smoke out and it's a pretty cool, pretty well known, like novice builder bike show, right? Bike rally. And it was a lot of, um, do you guys have the horse backstreet chopper magazine? Yeah. 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 Okay. So they're the ones who put this rally on. That's their right. show. Awesome. And, uh, and it was a lot of skinny tire, um, stock rake choppers you know what i mean yep. but then then the next time i went it was a lot of more stretched longer more 60 70 huggy bear style front end you know what yep. i mean like really yeah really uh stepping out a little bit so 
that's when it really piqued my interest and I started riding out and I'd build these bikes and either um, ride one and trailer another one just as a show bike or awesome um, whatever the situation may have been but that yeah going there going to Florida to bike week was one I really enjoyed doing and then uh, I would trailer a bike maybe to Vegas and then ride Vegas to California for born free okay so coast to coast all the way from yeah. ocean to ocean born free it's it that's like it's like kind of like the what's the word it's the holy grail now isn't it like yeah, probably it's, one of the it's the creme de la creme yeah of yeah shows. yeah I, I can't uh, wait for next year and i feel like it started out as just a really really small and i could be off base but i feel like it was a really no, right, small yeah. kind of a, a social gathering of yeah. really nice bikes and then it just blew up yeah and that's the yeah. one that everybody wanted to be at and yeah i've been fortunate to go two or three times i've been out there um, you th you think you'll go next year as long as the world doesn't end with, with COVID? i'd like shit? to uh, yeah. uh nicole had, for my birthday had bought us tickets to go out there um, oh, man. and then they just didn't have it so i have a really nice plaque uh, <laughs> with some wristbands and stuff on it that i but hopefully yeah hopefully we can make it out there that would be awesome. ideal that'd be cool we could maybe do like what we maybe meet you somewhere and fucking and then ride out because with... because your wife she's got a sports tour as well right yes Your uh, yeah you, we're, we're actually building long. we're building one the one that i currently have i just put a springer front end with a brake a right. front brake on it yeah. um so she'll end up riding that one and then the one uh, i sent you a picture of a frame a yeah. sled frame and that's that's the next one in line to get built it's kind of been awesome. shelved for a little bit as i've been reorganizing how i'm doing like tattooing and how we're traveling around so it's it's just kind of being held up temporarily uh, and does she has she ridden does she ride like has she ridden no uh she used to ride dirt bikes when she was younger oh, so cool. i i don't think she'll have any issue with no relearning how to ride and it's a small platform so it's it's easy to maneuver and handle and yeah exactly lightweight also is that an 883 uh 1200 oh right cool yeah awesome and it's, it's a standard 1200 not like a stepped up like the one that i'm getting ready to do is a uh, 883 with a 1200 conversion kit right okay cool amazing so, so what is, what is it like how far are you riding over there because you we i think we talked yesterday and you have about what is it top to bottom of the island nine hours 13 12 hours yeah yeah yeah. 13 that's right. yeah, okay yeah um i mean and even then it, it's a weird ride you know that that would be a straight you know i don't know it where you are you can you can ride like 13 hours and cut across and go different, you know, totally different way. You know, when right. you, when you drive from the bottom up to John O'Groats or wherever the top is, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, you get up there and you just kind of ride back and it's just, it's, it's not like out there, you know, it's, yeah. but, but the, I mean, where I am in Cumbria, man, the, the roads are crazy. They're just, you know, you, you come off the highway and then you're, you're riding through all the fells and you've got like twisties and you've got straights and it's just the mountains and the fucking um, like the lakes and stuff. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, Sounds beautiful. Yeah, I, I prefer to ride in the countryside, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not really like... Do you, do you like to get into it and ride fast? Do you, do you, put do you know what? I'm, I'm not a fucking... I'm not a, a speed guy. Yeah, um, I'm not either. A lot of the guys I ride with are, you know, like say say we're going on a ride and we need to be somewhere where, and they'll say, right, guys, you know, let's just take it easy. Everybody stay at ninety, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? I don't even have a bike that likes to go ninety. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. My narrow bars. I'm like, fuck. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my right, god, what the fuck are you talking? I, uh, about? I'm I'm typically a pretty slow rider. I don't like to really get into it too. I mean, unless I'm just. If there's Messing a hot around, girl you know. around, I'll ride fast <laughs> because everybody Away knows that's because, attractive, you know. You know? <laughs> also, when you get to a stop sign, just rev the shit out of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, really yeah, just yeah. get into it. That's oh, people love that. Yeah, they, they. I mean, you can see them thinking, "Wow, that's a cool guy." <laughs> Man, I, I, I've got this. I got this big fucking uh, thousands. I'm not even well. I've got this jet bike, 
right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though I'm always taking the piss out of jet bikes. Um, it's this bit, I, I bought it off a friend and it, it's fucking amazing. It's this big, like post-apocalyptic, long extended swing arm, big fucking thousand CC CBR. No, what is it? No, it's an 1100 CBR 1100 oh. Blackbird. So, and it's got big ape hangers, like big fucking 14 inch ape hangers on it. That sounds it's awesome, fucking man. insane. A big knobbly tires. So it's, it's quick. Anyway, um, why am I telling this story? Yeah. So the, the hot girl <laughs> thing. So I pull up outside the shop and there's a hot girl across the road and I'm like, well, I look badass. So yeah, she's obviously looking at me right now. <laughs> so I fucking swing my leg over. There's a fucking seven foot sissy bar on this thing. Yeah. And I catch the fucking sissy bar and the bike falls on top of me in the middle of the fucking road. It was oh fucking my God. dreadful. I'm just laying there. And she's just looking at me across the road like. She probably left a puddle on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing all that. Action. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. lift it off of yourself and like, did you it get was... your veins popping a little bit as you lifted it? Look, I, li- I, I literally it? had to fucking bench press the thing off me, but in, <laughs> oh my God. in like three fucking awkward, disgusting steps as like my ankle was fucking breaking underneath <laughs> the thing. Oh, it was terrible. I like to, uh, like, I like that's to, why you shouldn't look at the hot girls when you're on your bike. I never do. I'm married. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what girls are. <laughs> she's there. You've got yeah. to say that. Yeah. She's she's behind me. Yeah. It's uh where's yeah. we at? We're, oh, you're talking about the bike following me. Yeah, hot, yeah. So basically, kick. I made this girl squirt all over the place. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, That's the I only just... thing I could think of yeah. how that would end. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other way that story's going <laughs> to wrap up? Of course it ends with her just fucking creaming all over the sidewalk. Oh, creaming. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, so... <laughs> um yeah that's that's how that ended uh she came i came we went home and uh <laughs> hopefully never talked about it again <laughs> till right now oh fuck have you got any cool have you got any fucking horrible f- falling off your bike dropping it oh. because i'd literally just finished the day before this happened like being horrible to my, you know, my, my my buddy was like uh yeah i fucking dropped my bike again yesterday and i was like how the fuck do you keep dropping bikes like <laughs> i've never dropped a bike before how do you <laughs> drop a fucking bike and then i fucking nearly kill myself i i do remember when i was younger i was on a uh uh kawasaki vulcan 800 so right this is probably this is probably mid 90s or so okay and yep. and i was coming around like i was at a stop sign and i yep. turned and I got too far on the shoulder. Well, my foot didn't reach the ground. Like yeah. there's like a little drop off of the, the road into yeah. the gravel. And right. then it was ditch. Uh, <laughs> and my foot went and it just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and I went with it until the bike was laying on top of me and I had to pick it up and dust off my ego and my pride. And I mean, that's all you care about. Like I could feel I my ankle breaking, but all you I didn't care about, about that ankle. Fucking people. Just, people saw yeah. you do it. And they yeah. know now, and they're probably talking about it still right now. Yeah. They're all sitting I hope around. That guy having, kills himself. Do you guys have crumpets over there or something? They're yeah, probably yeah, having yeah. crumpets, and they're yeah. talking about it. Tea and crumpets. Right now. Yeah. Tea and crumpets. <laughs> Remember that big fat guy that fell off his bike? Fuck, I hope he died. <laughs> probably broke his ankle. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. Like, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. Fucking, yes. How, I mean, how how are we what, doing over there, man? Do you know? I don't even know how long we've been on this fucking thing. Oh, I don't either. No, because we spoke for a while before we even hit record. Yeah. So, um, future plans: born free next year. Next year, let's do it. Let's just yeah. plan it now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Everybody just start just planning. <laughs> Get your pen and paper out. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be um, done by now. <laughs> do you think you're gonna have you got any have you got any builds that you need to do before you die? Because you're fucking old. Oh, I'm getting older every day. <laughs> um, man, 
I, you know, I really just, I'm kind of at a point where I'm trying to, to get to where I have less stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to, I want to finish the sporty build that I have yeah. waiting, but other than that, I don't really have anything on the horizon. There's a couple, yeah, you cool. know, I, I, I'm not really, I'm not, not into pan heads, but it's not like my dream bike. Yeah. I would probably, I would probably build another shovel head before it's yeah. all said and done. Um, just to say that I did, or may, you know, something may strike me and I'll be like, Oh, I gotta have one of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's, that always happens after I go to a big bike event, like more three. Yeah. I'll be real jazzed up for about three weeks, just looking yeah. at everything, chomping at the bit to buy and build. And then it kind of fades off a little bit and I get yeah. into maintaining all the stuff that I already have and realize, man, this is a lot of work already. Yeah. Just keeping the oil changed and all these things. So how many bikes you got now? Because you, you have sold it. Currently, sold it I have four now. Oh, okay, cool. So I've gotten rid of quite a few over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I sold a, a couple of the vintage ones. I had the 51 uh, flathead, little 45 yep. cubic flathead. And I had a, a 47 flathead that I sold to our friend Oliver Peck. Yep. Um, and then it was shovel heads. So shovel heads have been, that's been my go-to. It was like. Would you say that's like I, your favorite motor? I think if so. It's the one that I'm the absolute most familiar with. You yeah. know, if there's something that goes wrong or a, a tick or a ting or a noise, yeah. I'm usually pretty good at, at figuring out where to start looking yeah. or whether it's even important enough to, to look into. Yeah. Some people hop on older bikes and they're like, oh my God, what's all that tapping and clicking in there? Oh, it's supposed to sound like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That's what they sound like. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. It just sounds like it's going to fall apart. Should I take it I in know. to get the oil changed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oliver Peck, his fuck, his collection is just off the fucking... I, I would like to see what it looks like currently. Yeah. Like we were talking yesterday. There for a while, every time I would see him, the number would just... It would almost triple. Yeah. And it was like... For, for as long as I knew him, I didn't realize he was into bikes. I didn't realize yeah. he was uh, into building them and, and designing them and all that stuff. And then all out of nowhere, he's got like 12 bikes. I'm like, what? Have you always had bikes? Yeah, man. Always. I love bikes. <laughs> and then and he's like, got 112. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Then he's got hundreds. Like he bought his house is a warehouse. So he has a living quarters inside of it. Do you, did you go there when i was there he was living in like a bungalow like it, it wasn't i i didn't see that i didn't oh, see okay that okay warehousing. well he ended up getting rid of that and he built this the, the compound that's where the screen yeah. printing shop is they have their right. home there awesome. and then so it allows this great big aisle way around where they built the house inside you know what i mean so it's a big hallway inside of it and they're just lined all the way down all these hallways amazing <laughs> it's insane and are they all predominantly Harleys? Yeah, 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 almost all of them. And he's got like certain. <laughs> I think he just wants one of everything. Is what he, that's right, his cool. ultimate goal is to have you know. This year it. made these bikes, and I gotta have those. And this year yeah. they made these bikes, and I gotta have one of those. Yeah. And he's he's definitely working his way toward it. I get it, man. I totally get it. Like I, I've made addiction. I've made it. Yeah, definitely. I've I've made a choice now that I'm I'm not um, selling anything. I'm not going to trade. I'm not like, I'm just going to collect, you know? Yeah. Like I, we were talking, yes, I'm fucking terrible for parts, you know, buying parts. I don't fucking need. Obviously I've got the parts shop. So yeah, it's, it's like my excuse really. What's your, you know? what's your favorite motorcycle part to collect? Oil bags. Oil bags. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oil for bags me, and seats. Gas tanks and seats. Yeah. I gas certain... tanks are fucking dear here. Like I've spoken to, to get a hold of. No, they're, they're easy to get a hold of, but they're fucking dear. You know, like you know, like when you you're looking for that really good deal. You oh know, yeah. You know, whilst you're fucking scavenging, I speak to some guys out you know your way, and they're like, "Yeah, I picked up this fucking amazing fucking whatever peanut tank, whatever." And you know, for thirty dollars, I'm like, "Yeah, that would, yeah. That would be two hundred and thirty dollars here, like in that same condition." Fucking. I wonder what the difference year. is. I don't know. There's more of it where you are. Yeah. We're, we're so small. Yeah, a little more know? saturated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why you just need to get into getting those containers full of uh, parts. That's definitely Start. the plan. Yeah. This COVID just fucked everything up. I know. What what is? Have you done any international shipping for anything? Yeah. So since I, I, COVID. 
since no just before no yes i have i have i have uh during the our first lockdown i shipped a whole load of parts from uh north carolina okay uh, no issues from, getting them no i mean the, the tax when they arrived that but so basically i was buying parts off this guy and I was basically getting everything for like, you know, a pretty hefty discount compared to what they are here, you know, so I could sure. buy them, make a profit, blah, blah. But then the the tax that I have to pay when they land here, that was pretty much the profit. So I, I broke, you know what I mean? I broke even. But once we do the containers, that's going to be a hell of a lot better, you know, and we've got be much easier. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's next year. So that that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to do our first container and um, born free like next year. You know, do it all in one kind of trip and just maybe document you, it. Maybe yeah. You have a few parts at your shop, right? Like yeah. how how is your shop set up exactly? If you were to walk me through the front door. So you walk in and there's like a barber chair, um, and you got a waiting room on your, your barber chair on the right, waiting room on your left, and like around you there's just too many to 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 count um just like vintage helmets like mm -hmm. um old open faces and yeah just just loads of vintage helmets um carry on and then you come into kind of the the bike shop uh the parts shop sorry and it's just it's just harley parts man <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just it's just littered with 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 parts that yeah, oil bags, you know, wheels. We've got a whole section for seats. But right now, I'm not actually selling anything. Right now, I'm kind of, I'm in the market. I'm just buying. Yeah. Just, because when I first opened the shop, we were doing so well selling online that, like, like, like you know, it's saturated where you are. You, you there's a plethora of parts yeah, everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I was selling them quicker than I was buying them. You know. Um, so that's yeah, but I've I've actually found this guy in Liverpool that we're going to go and see next week, and uh, he's apparently just got a warehouse just full of um, pre shovelhead awesome. Harley's and parts and that. So hopefully we've struck gold there. But yeah, and then and then um, carry on through to the back room, and that's going to be the podcast room mm -hmm. and chill out broom and shit like that masturbation station and all that stuff and <laughs> well, who doesn't have one of those at work <laughs> and then upstairs you've got space. the tattooing and piercing okay so that's cool it's it's kind Are of you just piercing no 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 okay. I, i've got a, a friend in piercing she's really nice um yeah and it's just kind of just a fucking it's just like a shop of kind of like what um oliver's done apart from i don't live there it's just a yeah shop full of the shit that i love doing and it sounds that's yeah. It. it sounds exactly what he's yeah. got going on. That's sick. That's awesome. Have you got a yeah. list of other uh, people you're wanting to chat with on yeah on the podcast? Yeah, we, we've got clean. We've got um. Oh fuck, she, she she's called Taylor something. I don't I don't know how to say her second name. So Taylor, I'm I'm so sorry, but <laughs> it starts with a D and it ends with a GH. So I don't fucking know, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask her next when we actually speak. I'll ask her. But yeah, so she's coming on uh, this weekend. I'm actually recording the podcast with her, so that'll probably release next week. And then I've got Water. a lot of UK guys. I'm like really good. I've got my friend um, Steve Smith Chopper. Steve, he's he he started off like um, what was it? Chopper Steve Shine Shack. So he was just polishing parts, you know. But then, okay. then he got a lathe and he started fucking making all these amazing parts. And he's he's a he's a super cool guy. Um we've got Lucky Luke from down London. He's he's got kind of got like a similar setup to me actually. We kind of opened it just after I opened mine. He's got like a showroom in London. And he, he he sells he's got some insane pan heads and flatheads. Like uh -huh. uh, I don't know where the fuck he gets these things from. They're just they're just treasure <laughs> do you know what i mean like I, i'm sure harley davidson actually did a video of him um and he was explaining how like he he sees all the parts as like antiques that he kind of collects and yeah mm -hmm. he's a cool guy he'll be coming on um yeah we've got clean um i've got a few others that i want on but i don't wanna i don't yeah, want them yeah. to hear i don't want them to hear and be like ha dick <laughs> <laughs> as if i would come on that <laughs> well that's fantastic yeah, man that's i'm cool. so excited for you doing this oh man thank you so much for for doing it again 
Absolutely. We can talk every day if you want. Amazing. I don't have much oh, going well, on. Definitely get you back. I mean, and when you come over, we'll definitely do like an in-person Oh, we can do podcast. a sit-down yeah, in-person. That'd yeah, be great. Exactly. I think I'm just going to keep it like this though, during this COVID. Not this is nice. I'm, not because I'm particularly worried about but just because it's easy. It's convenient. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it rules out the, uh, no, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. Too yeah. close. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Put your mask on. <laughs> we should probably actually stop this, put masks on, restart, get a third one going. Let's but... do it. Yeah, let's do it right. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do one for the other side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> social media handles. I know. Well, I mean, I know you've come off, but you've got you've got an Instagram still, haven't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's um, Little Frank, L I T T L E F R A N K underscore Oakwood O A K W O O D Little awesome. Frank underscore Oakwood. And that's where for, people um, can check out your tattoos. And, yeah, and you can look at tattoos. That's, I, I'm not interacting with it as often, but yeah, there's plenty of content to look at the, awesome. the overview of of tattoos and motorcycles and just my, my day to day and uh, my wife and I, and, and your podcast. Don't call it a gun. The podcast, basically it's just, um, uh, the, the, the concept is funny stories from the tattoo shop. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, so we've just reached out to several artists along the way and then little interviews kind of like this, yep. uh, just, just kind of getting people to recall different things that happen in the day in the life of tattooing. Yeah, um, like, more of a comical sense rather than so mundane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when the the client passes out and shits on your shoe. And stuff. Yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> the sexy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so are you gonna clean that up? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do it then. That's fine. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks for having me, man. That's definitely. I'm sure it's been like an hour now. So I think. Oh, it has to be. Maybe yeah, two. Who knows? Hopefully. I, I don't know what it is in metric time. <laughs> I think it's like mile 45 mile an hour. Or... <laughs> like I think it's said. 90 minutes for every 60. I don't know. Something it's like that. It's something American. It's yeah, something yeah. very standard. <laughs> that no Someone, one else uses. <laughs> someone's kicking up a fuss. <laughs> awesome. Right, dude. I'll leave you to it. Thank you so All much right. for coming back on. Have mate. a great day, buddy. Yeah. Or evening, rather. Yeah, you have a great day. Hi. Right. Bye -bye. I love you, dudes. Love you, buddy. Bye.